0: Previously on Fox News Rewind, Financial Crisis, 08.
1: Bear Stearns is in trouble and might file for bankruptcy. We got involved in this matter
2: because we were asked to help prevent a Bear Stearns collapse that had the pe- potential to cause serious damage to the financial system and the broader economy.
3: To this day, I have a hard time understanding who is too big to fail.
4: If you think you're going to need capital, don't be looking for the government to to, to help you.
3: Some commercial and
5: investment banks and the government-sponsored enterprises have reported substantial losses and write-downs, reducing the capital they have to support new lending.
1: The financial system was in serious distress. Even just a one-degree change, though, in whatever sector you're in, can really have massive and sometimes very dangerous and damaging ramifications.
6: There were problems in the summer of 2008 that were bubbling under the surface, serious
7: problems.
4: I have long said that the housing correction poses the biggest risk to our
3: economy.
7: While both presidential candidates support the bailout, both suggest it's in the nature of Washington lobbying that the two GSEs got too big to let fail.
3: Lehman stock plunging almost 45% today on the news, its lowest point in about a decade.
2: When investors saw that, they go, oh my gosh.
0: Episode four. Collapse.
3: What is your plan to look for your job? What's we'll you uh, really don't
2: have one right now. We're just gonna sit and see what Lehman has to offer us. What,
8: what have
3: you, have you, you what, what have you
8: been told actually We haven't been told anything yet. Did you see Bob Diamondstead, Barclays president,
0: who might be your new your new boss? I don't think I can comment on that. Have you seen Dick Fold? I haven't. You have not seen him. No. How many years did you work here? Ten.
7: Ten years. I think it takes great strength to, to hold up in what you're going through. Do, do you, are you angry at Dick Fold or any of the senior men? I'm not the only one.
2: Everyone is angry at Dick Fold. Why, why, is Dick Fold? He's
7: arrogant. What should he have done? Sell the company three months ago. Why do you think he made the call not to do that?
5: I just answered that question.
7: He's arrogant. Yes. If you could speak to Dick Fold right now, what would you say to him? I don't want to speak
5: to him. I think if you identified an individual or group of individuals who were most responsible, it was the top management, and particularly Dick Folds at Lehman Brothers.
9: Examiner of the Lehman Brothers bankruptcy report, Anton Balukas.
5: He was known, uh, and he enjoyed that, as the gorilla. He was an amazingly dominant force in Lehman Brothers. Things didn't happen at Lehman Brothers unless he agreed to it. Uh, he was of the opinion even though he had uh, plenty of information from middle management the risk management team was fantastic and they were warning of the possibility of a disaster or crisis and his point of view was he knew the markets he had become a billionaire by trading the markets he knew better than his risk management people did and so he chose to ignore that the executive team chose to ignore that and proceed forward with the strategy which they thought was gonna bring them to a pinnacle of success. Person responsible is the CEO of,
7: of the company. Um, but it, on, a, on, a, on a non-official answer, um, first of all, the board of directors was extremely weak of Lehman Brothers and the board of directors um, should have been much more focused on what was happening at their company after Bastion's uh, collapse.
9: Senior advisor to Morgan Stanley Wealth Management. Gary Kaminsky,
7: and uh, unfortunately, it was a it was a really weak board, and there was many people. I don't want to go through you know naming specific names, but anyone could kind of do a Google search and see who the direct reports to Dick Fold were at the time. CFO, uh, president, head of investment banking, uh, head of trading, um, were basically all hoping that they would be able to. Um, Suit with the assets that they had overpaid for, and be able to ride it out um, without the um, without having to sell and liquidate with the valuations down where they were. And um, I would say the, the the level, the management level um, below the CEO at Lehman Brothers, in my in my opinion, was responsible for allowing the collapse of the company.
10: The government decided not to throw a taxpayer lifeline to Lehman Brothers, but now there is some good news for some 9,000 Lehman employees whose future was uncertain. According to the Wall Street Journal, Barclays, the third biggest British bank, will acquire Lehman Brothers' U.S. assets, including Lehman's headquarters. That deal must first be approved, though, by the bankruptcy court.
1: Lehman Brothers was a tragedy. Host of the
9: Clayman Countdown on Fox Business, Liz Clayman.
1: It really was. When you think about a company that took 158 years to build, and it was really just the last several years where you let go of your standards and the whole thing went down. The Sunday before the Monday that they declared bankruptcy, employees got word of it and they showed up crying with boxes to move out what was in their desks. They had worked there forever. It was just such a shock to think that a company like Lehman was no longer going to exist. And it really was devastating.
7: As the stock market suffered its worst day since reopening after the 9-11 attacks, President Bush's message was, fasten your seatbelts. This ride could get bumpy.
4: In the short run, adjustments in the financial markets can be painful. In the long run, I'm confident that our capital markets are flexible and resilient and can deal with these adjustments.
6: There was another worry going through uh, the minds of Ben Bernanke and Hank Paulson and Tim Geithner that weekend, which is, if we bail out Lehman Brothers,
9: who's next? Senior writer at The Wall Street Journal, John Hilsenrath.
6: You know, who's next in line to either collapse or get bailed out? And when does this game of chicken end? And they were worried about Merrill Lynch that weekend. Um... And uh, it just so happened that uh, Bank of America came along during these talks over how to uh, over bailing out Lehman Brothers and said, we'll buy Merrill Lynch. Well,
2: you know, this th- uh, this
10: really began actually on a much shorter time frame. Um, the um, the problems that le- with Lehman over the weekend, uh, the fact that all of us uh, had been at the Federal Reserve Friday, Saturday and Sunday, and the uh, expectation uh, for the difficulties in the marketplace of following the uh, Lehman bankruptcy uh, really led us to start to think about uh, what uh, what types of transactions might make sense for us. And uh, although this uh, will sound uh, very short, actually, the first conversations began Saturday morning. And uh, the fact that we could put this transaction together basically in 48 hours, I think, is a, a great statement on... The strengths of both of our teams, but also the great uh, strategic
6: fit, which uh, from the instant we talked uh, was very, very clear that this transaction made a lot of sense. And so officials at the Fed and the Treasury felt to a certain extent, well, you know, that's one victory. We got someone to to back up Merrill Lynch and uh, they let Lehman go.
5: The fallout from Lehman Brothers bankruptcy cannot ever be underestimated. The results were dramatic the next day, a drop in the market of 500 points. We are told by government official after government official that they anticipated that the fallout on a a, uh, level of, say, 100 being a disaster, that Lehman Brothers' demise would be in the range of 60, maybe. But they concluded later on it was in the range of 140 or 150, unprecedented.
3: The Dow on the day, down more than 500 points on the day. But step back, as big a hit as it was, it ain't by a long shot what 87 was. Less than about uh, what four and a half percent today, almost 24 percent that day.
2: What happened over the last weekend? I hate to say it is terrible for Lehman, it's bad for the market today, but I think it's actually gonna be good for the market going forward because for the first time, the, the market government had a funny way of showing it. One day, one day, the government actually What's stepped aside. What's your prediction aside. for tomorrow? I, well, it could be a little rough tomorrow, but we gotta look a little bit further here now. Two days, yes, we could be rough. Tim Geithner,
6: uh, like used a phrase that 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 he talked a lot about that. That weekend and that week, which was which was the idea of spraying foam on the runway. Uh, there was going to be a, there was a crash. They knew the crash was coming. And what they wanted to do was prevent collateral damage. So what he was talking about that Sunday is we got to get foam on the runway. We got to make sure that when Lehman goes down, the rest of the financial system is protected.
7: This has been a very severe, very complex financial crisis. The fabric of confidence. That is essential to the viability of individual financial institutions and to market functioning, both in the US and in Europe, has proved exceptionally fragile. Money and funding markets became severely impaired, impeding the effective transmission of monetary policy to the economy. And central banks here and around the world, governments as well, have taken some dramatic actions to contain the risks in this to the broader economy. Why was the system so fragile? This is the central question.
2: Tim Geithner came from the head of the New York Fed.
9: Chief economist at Moody's Analytics. Mark
2: Zandi. Very smart fellow, uh, really uh, good temperament, uh, very calm uh, at a time when, obviously, uh, there was a lot of turmoil in the financial markets and the economy, so well-respected and uh, We got pretty lucky with the right people at the right place at the right
11: time. September 15th, 2008.
9: Co-anchor of America Reports on the Fox News Channel, Sandra Smith.
11: Lehman Brothers petitioned for Chapter 11 bankruptcy, listing $639 billion of assets in the largest... Bankruptcy filing in U.S. history.
12: Kind of an ugly day in the markets, but not uh, not devastating.
9: Former member of the Federal Reserve Board of Directors,
12: Randall Crosner. Uh, what happened the next day, however, was um, uh, proved much more problematic for the markets.
6: American international group AIG got into trouble. So Merrill Lynch had been bought out over the weekend, but they had a new worry, which was, uh, of all things, an insurance company called AIG. And of all things, this insurance company had been investing in mortgage-backed securities uh, and and had been involved in mortgage-backed security trades and investments. And so you might ask yourself, well, how did that happen? They're an insurance company. Well, one of the investment, one of the innovations of the previous two decades was something called credit default swaps. Credit default swaps were insurance on loans, uh, it, it was insurance that financial firms sold in the event of a default. Uh, in the case of Enron, it was default on corporate debt, but increasingly during the boom years of the mortgage bubble, they were uh turning these instruments to mortgage, uh, the credit default swaps to mortgage instruments. The mortgages started going bad, the insurance products started going bad, and then the next crisis within, um, 24 hours almost of Lehman Brothers collapsing was AIG one of the world's uh, largest and most powerful insurance companies.
12: Wall Street bounced back up 141 points, giving people on the street a sigh of relief. But there are still major concerns about the insurance giant AIG. Can it avoid bankruptcy? It would so uh, endeavor us to try to keep AIG afloat because it would have so many ancillary uh, effects on other aspects of the markets. Experts say while some of the company is healthy, other parts
7: are not. What the AIG also does is um, a lot of the things that got Lehman Brothers in trouble, they do a lot of um, guaranteeing mortgages and insuring subprime mortgages, and that part of the business is just killing them right now.
12: The Federal Reserve made a large loan to this large insurance company because what they were doing is they were providing guarantees, a form of insurance, called credit default swaps, but it's really just a form of insurance against downturns in the housing market, against downturns in the value of of bonds of IBM and a whole bunch of other, other companies. And the challenge was that people were now realizing that all of this was correlated. My goodness, the whole economy is going to turn down. So IBM is going to get in trouble at the same time the housing market is going to get into trouble. And when one gets into more trouble, the other is going to get into more trouble.
8: The nation's largest insurer gets a major helping hand from the government. The Federal Reserve handing AIG an $85 billion loan after the company's stock plummeted earlier this week. The move is designed to calm markets after days of unrest following the collapse of Lehman Brothers. Workers at AIG say the mood around its New York office is pure relief.
12: Why wouldn't they be? Uh, because if this didn't happen, they wouldn't be working. The Fed intervened to provide uh, provide support so that those insurance contracts wouldn't disappear, because if they had disappeared, the whole system might have collapsed, because then no one would have been able to hedge. Um, and, uh, and once again, that helped to stabilize that market, but people said, oh my goodness, where are the other risks that are in this system?
3: You know, sometimes sometimes you really just have to step back, right, and think of what has happened to our financial system and consider the fact that a half dozen prominent financial names have now been whittled down to pretty much, what, two? And that a nation that was once the world's market envy is increasingly becoming the world's market pariah, not despite all of these government rescues, but maybe, just maybe, because of those rescues. Because here's the deal, my friends. I strongly suspect that among the many, many factors driving stock prices down is figuring in Washington, what the heck is up? Are you for bailouts or not? Are you pro-rescue or anti-rescue? Now, you said this past weekend after letting Lehman go, the spigot was closed. The federal ru- well had run dry. Then you took over AIG, not with a credit line, but with a hammer. I think what confuses the markets you hope to come is they can't figure the mood you hope to display.
13: You know, if some regular people went out there and started a a supermarket or a store, whatever, and they went out of business. You know, restaurants in New York City were known for going out of business. At least half of them go out of business after a year or two.
9: Host of Making Money on the Fox Business Network, Charles Payne.
13: It's a tough thing. You take all of your money, you make sacrifices, you roll the dice, and you open a business, and it doesn't work out. You go bankrupt. But not these Wall Street firms. There should be, not be any company in this country that's considered too big to fail.
8: After Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, the decision to bail out yet another financial company is causing a stir because many believe that taxpayers' wallets should not be on the line to rescue financial companies. Others say the Fed had to step in and help AIG. Had they not, some financial experts say economic ripple effects could have been seismic at home and overseas.
0: They do business with almost every other financial institution in the United States, and they help ensure the debt on those financial institutions. If AIG went down, it would just create repercussions through every other bank. And and the banks are having trouble already, so who needs more of that? I happen
12: to think that Secretary Paulson did the absolute right thing, what he did with AIG. You're talking about hundreds of thousands of people.
3: Yeah, but Donald, then why didn't he do it with Lehman? I mean, just when he gave a sense that, all right, the, the easy money is over, the ballots are over, and oops, I've got one more.
4: Because Lehman wasn't as important as AIG. AIG is all over the world.
12: I mean, the whole system could unravel with an AIG. Yeah, Would but he talk must have known
3: AIG's plight. When he was saying "Tata Lehman, right?
12: Well, I'll, I'll put it on a different level. I actually think he made a great deal. He took a good company, AIG, gave them credit, and owns 80% of the company.
1: AIG was this gigantic insurance conglomerate, and the mere thought of it collapsing provided sort of and presented a very unique and, and possibly catastrophic scenario, right? AIG executives, federal officials determined that the company was too big to fail. It was way too vital. There were way too many people dependent on AIG for all of the services that they put out there. So it could not be allowed to collapse, right? A deal was struck to save it. $22.7 billion was, I think, the final amount the U.S. government eventually made uh, to give AIG this bailout. And so AIG survived.
4: The American people are concerned about the situation in our financial markets and our economy and I share their concerns. I've canceled my travel today to stay in Washington, where I'll continue to closely monitor the situation in our financial markets and consult with my economic advisors. Spoke to Secretary Paulson this morning and I will meet with him later on today. In recent weeks, the federal government has taken extraordinary measures to address the challenges confronting our financial markets. We've taken control of Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, the home finance agencies to help promote market stability and to ensure they can continue to play a role in helping our housing market recover. This week, the Federal Reserve acted to prevent the disorderly failure of the insurance company AIG, development that could have caused a severe disruption in our financial markets and threatened other sectors of the economy. Yesterday, the Security and Exchange Commission took action to strengthen investor protections and step up its enforcement actions against illegal market manipulation. Last night, the Federal Reserve in coordination with central banks around the world took a substantial step to provide additional liquidity to the U.S. financial system. These actions are necessary and they're important and the markets are adjusting to them. Our financial markets continue to deal with serious challenges. As our recent actions demonstrate, my administration is focused on meeting these challenges. The American people can be sure we will continue to act to strengthen and stabilize our financial markets and improve investor confidence. Thank you. There
2: was just panic. Uh, I mean, I remember getting uh, calls from, you know, some of my clients saying that, you know, uh, uh if they could not issue commercial paper because the commercial paper market had shut down CP market is short term IU. So I'm, uh, you know, I'll make up a name I'm uh XYZ retailer. I need to purchase clothing that goes in my store. The way I do that is I issue uh, an IOU that I promise to pay back in the not too distant future at with an interest rate on it and I use that also to pay my, my make my payroll uh, I was getting calls saying I X uh, from my XYZ retailer I can't issue commercial paper no one will buy it therefore I'm going to run out of cash in a week I'm not going to be able to pay my people and I'm going to shut down my store and when I say my store I, I mean a nationwide <laughs> retailer that we all know who it is so you know it was complete Chaos.
3: Well, forget the Russian oil today. Uh, what's the rush with this rescue package today? The market's certainly having second thoughts. Stocks completely wiping out Friday's gains, losing more than 3% today. Welcome, everybody. I'm Neil Cavuto, and here's the deal the biggest financial rescue in the history of this country. And we're told, get it done now, or it could be the end of this country.
13: If people had done their jobs, maybe there wouldn't have been a crisis. You had um, these, these organizations that grade. For instance, that great bonds, you know, they give them AAA, AA. Um, Standard and Poor's and Moody's are the main two, and they were giving these really awful investment packages, AAA ratings.
11: It was a time of great uncertainty and a, a very emotional time for the American people. Um, people were losing a lot of money. Banks were getting wiped off the map. And the global repercussions were huge i can remember standing on the set of one of the fox business network shows i believe i was with my colleague liz clayman at the time and we looked at each other with absolute disbelief uh, watching some of these stocks uh, lose half their value in a matter of minutes when the trading day would begin and that was difficult that was difficult as a journalist to cover it that was difficult as an american to live through it
12: after uh, lehman brothers American International Group and uh, the challenges for the money market mutual funds, it became clear that there needed to be another um, another way to provide support for the system. The Fed can provide short term liquidity support. They can provide loans against good collateral to solvent institutions. But the challenge was that people were concerned that many of the major financial institutions were not solvent. That is, that their liabilities were greater than their assets. That is, they couldn't repay people. They couldn't repay their debtors. They couldn't repay their, their depositors.
10: I distinctly remember something on a late September afternoon. It was still sunny.
9: Fox News congressional correspondent Chad Pergram.
10: And in fact, I was going over to the Rayburn House office building. It was toward the late afternoon. I was going to walk over to the Rayburn building. Because there was a big investigation going on at the time with Congressman Charlie Rangel, the former congressman from New York City, who was under investigation by the Health Ethics Committee. And one of the the, the allegations against him was that he had been illegally storing his car that hadn't been driven in years, and we mean like decades here, um, in the Rayburn House office building. So I start to walk over there and I get a notification that Ben Bernanke, uh, who was the head of the Federal Reserve, and the treasury secretary, uh, they were going to come to Capitol Hill. And I'm like, this is pretty strange. They're gonna have this big meeting on Capitol Hill at this hour at night. And because we were starting to get kind of these echoes from what was going on with the financial markets in Washington, DC, immediately my antenna went up. I said, this is not normal. You know, usually they do this at nine o'clock in the morning or they say, we're gonna come in on Thursday or, you know, there's two or three days advance. So immediately the entire press corps swung into action and they called all of the chairs and ranking minority members from all of the relevant committees and subcommittees that deal with financial institutions, the markets, uh, treasuries, all those types of things, to a meeting in the office of then House Speaker Nancy Pelosi.
8: Good evening. We just had what I believe was a very productive meeting where we heard from the administration and from the chairman of the Fed uh, uh, an initiative to help uh, resolve the financial crisis in our country. Uh, we, our purpose is to do that and in doing so to insulate Main Street from Wall Street and recognize our responsibility to the taxpayer, to the consumer uh, and to uh, people all across our country.
4: America this week faces an historic crisis in our financial system. We must pass legislation to address this crisis. If we do not, credit will dry up with devastating consequences for our economy. People will no longer be able to buy homes and their life savings will be at stake. Businesses will not have enough money to pay their employees. If we do not act, every corner of our country will be impacted. We cannot allow this to happen.
13: There's much blame to go around for causing this crisis, but we're now here. Every American has a stake in solving this crisis and saving our financial system from collapse. Because if we don't act soon, then uh, people's jobs, people's savings, the economic security of millions of Americans will be put at risk. So the clock is ticking.
9: Next time on Fox News Rewind, financial crisis 08.
13: Americans are angry and so are my colleagues.
5: Uh, They don't want uh, to have uh, to vote for a bill uh, like this.
10: This was almost like
4: a legislative haiku. It was so short. I do not believe that the plan on the table will pass as it currently stands and we are running out of time. The whole thing with Congress is driving me crazy. I don't understand what they're doing. Either they're going to bail
13: them out or they're not going to bail them out. If they keep playing around, all they're going to do is drive us all broke.